listening to Cleveland and Beyond with Andy Bellman and Jared Watson. Brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts. And we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. He is Andy Billman. I'm Jared Watson. And this podcast is brought to you by Waiting for Next Year. Check them out. Original Cleveland sports reporting at waitingfornextyear.com. Also, coming soon, officially, to Evergreen Podcasts. Miles Garrett is back, baby. Garrett will be playing this week against the Titans, along with Andy Janovich, who is also back. Both of them back from covid Fuck that. Thank goodness. Uh, and then we're going to preview this Browns-Titans game, a.k.a. the headliner matchup of Chubb versus Henry. And uh, we can't forget Hunt also. I think Baker Mayfield reminded some folks of that this week. Uh, the Buckeyes are playing as of Friday morning against Michigan State. Of course, these things can change within, uh, you know, the blink of an eye. And uh, Kirk Herbstreet made some interesting comments about that team up north. We're going to discuss that also a little tribe news as they say goodbye to Tyler Naquin and Cam Hill uh, somehow was in a car accident and it like no one talked about it. It seems like it slid under the radar throughout the week. Of course, I, it popped up in my feed, Andy. He had he had wrist surgery because of car accident. So we're going to talk about that. Um, but first, but first, Garrett is back as the eight and three Browns. Head to Nashville. Cleveland Browns. It feels like a headliner when you say that, doesn't it? I mean, it's been an exciting week as a Browns fan. It, feel, it feels like a big game, and it is Well, a big it game. is for multiple it, reasons. We're going to have to get into that. Yeah, it, it feels like a big game. Um, this week has been the first week, uh, and again, in many years, not just like this year, but many years, uh, we've had this feeling like this is a big game, not just for us, but nationally. And when you got a headliner like Chubb and Henry, I think that is adds to it. I think the other thing, Jared, that I'll lead off to, obviously Garrett being back is the main story. We're going to get to him first. The other thing I think that's very interesting from our perspective is, you know, all year we've been playing all these different roles. This is the first time the Browns are back into the uh, role we all love as Clevelanders. They are the official underdog. A lot of people are taking the Titans this week. Vegas is taking the Titans. The line started at four. It's now at five and a half for the Titans. I think I saw six and a half this morning. Yeah, it's jumping fast. Um, A lot of people are very pro Titans this week. So this is the ultimate Cleveland. I mean, this is the role I think we all love as Clevelanders in a way. No one thinks that we're going to win. Even pundits in Cleveland who are people that we love and listen to don't have much hope for this game when you listen to them talk this week. So Jared, I mean, Garrett being back is a headliner, but I think the other one is this is a, it feels like a big game. It is a big game with Chubb and Henry, but I think, and the interesting thing is for the first time, the Browns are really labeled as the underdog coming into this game. Well, so the Titans are, the Titans are in first place in the AFC South with their eight and three record. And after beating the Colts, like they did, um, have they played them twice this did they beat them twice this year yet? One and one. They both won. So they're on one and one. The way they looked in the last one. Well, they, as of right now, the Titans have a hold on the lead in that division. If they were to drop out, then they'd be battling with the Browns for a wild card. And in this position, if the Browns well, we got to look at it this way. If the Browns lose, we want the Titans to win to win their division, is, yeah. is what I'm saying. Because if they win the division, then we're up against the Colts and we beat the Colts. That head-to-head tiebreaker yeah. for those wild card spots, we would have the tiebreaker against the Colts. The Titans would have the tiebreaker against us. There's a lot of importance here. I mean, that, that's why just it's winning game. this game is the important thing. Winning this game is important. Uh, you talk about Henry. You talk about Chubb. You talk about that matchup. 
It's going to be big. Miles Garrett's impact is going to be big on Huge. this game. Huge. Now, the Titans also have, I believe, some secondary uh, uh, issues that they've been dealing with. So they're kind of on the same track as the Browns. Matchup head-to-head, I don't know. There's a lot of similarities between these teams. The problem is the Browns have not been able to beat them the past three years. And the last time they faced them, they got blown out in the second half. So this is – I saw an interesting take on this, which is Baker likes revenge games. Is this a revenge game for Baker? I think it's bigger than that, actually. I really do. I think this team's become bigger than that. Like, I know what you mean. I can understand someone saying that, but this this has become bigger than that. Yeah. This is much bigger than that. Um, the Browns have become a, a like they're on their march to the playoffs, and it starts this week. They yeah. took out the garbage. They beat the Texans, Eagles, and and Jaguars. They took them out. You had to win those games, and now you could, this week you get to Miles Garrett. And I'll start there. Miles Garrett being back is big. I think we all assume that, but to hear it officially announced on Tuesday was nice to see. Made you feel good. Hearing Janovich is back made you feel good. You know, all these things, it's been a good week outside of the Ronnie Harrison news, who is now going to be gone in the IR. Sounds like he's going to come back at some point, maybe, but but doesn't sound like he's going to be back anytime before the Jets. Yeah, pick the, so, pick the safety up off the uh, Tedrick Thompson. Uh, yeah. Tedrick Thompson, which is a good, which is good to see. The Browns need to do that. They're young they, kid. He's only been in the league for three years, but he's only played 16 hey, games, I guess. So we'll hey, see. Hey, the Browns happens. are there. You need to pick up a safety. I mean, you're really light there. But yeah. Garrett being back, look, if you listen to this podcast or any of the probably station here, Garrett's the best player on his team. You need him back for games like this. We know he's known for sacking a quarterback, but he brings an element to with, with helping to run. And it was talked about all week with Tannehill and some of the others. It's just good to have him back. It just feels good. I feel very good coming into this game. I know many people are more nervous. I feel good. I mean, you know, the thing is, we haven't had this game in a while. And there's a lot of expectations on this game. And I think there's a lot of question about this game. I think all that's normal. I, here's a couple of things I want to point out, though. The Browns did beat the Colts. I hear it all the time. They haven't won a big game. They have. The Colts are good. You just can't discard that game. I think people are discarding that game way too easily. Oh, also, yeah. no they they beat a good Cowboy team who had Dak Prescott. They're not good now, but Prescott and that team was playing really well on offense. Now their defense stinks, but the Browns matched them point for point in that game. And OBJ had to play the game. I know he's not here, but he had to play the game to win that. So they've had good wins. I think sometimes uh, we as Clevelanders shit on our wins too much. This team is a good 8-3 and three team. They have beaten the Colts. They won a great game in Dallas. Don't discard these wins. This is a legitimate 8-3 and three team. Yeah. It's now time to see what we got. It's okay to say you're feeling nervous because you're playing the Titans. That I understand. I don't understand like, hey, are we 8-3, but are we for real? Well, of course. Those are legitimate wins. We've seen the Browns in the past not even, hell, not even compete, lose all those kind of games to the Eagles, Texans, and Jaguars. Put in said year. So I do, I do want to start with there, Jared. Garrett being back, Janovich being back, the injury list this week, everybody's basically back healthy. Aside from Ward, aside from Harrison, everybody's playing. It's, a, it's feeling good. Nervous? Of course. We want to see what we got. But I think we should be feeling better than what's being punted and drummed up this week. I just oh. think it's been too, too negative and sour and Eeyore-ish. Not, it's not – the Browns are eight and three. They're eight and three. It's a good team. It's and, you know, I mean, and the Titans have won two straight, but the Browns have won three straight. Yes. And, and linking yes. these wins three in a row, it's no easy task. No. It's no easy task. I don't care who you're playing. Yes. So, look, 
do I think that they're going to win this game? I think that that's definitely in the realm of possibilities. Well, am I, are we going to be okay if they lose? I'll probably be a little frustrated to be honest, but to say, to say outright that you think that, I mean, I, I really, when I saw the line today, Andy, I was really taken back. I was really jumping. Like, what is it that is making it that big of a spread? What is it? I I honestly don't know what the 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 national and local narrative is. The Browns need to prove who they are. And 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 by the way, there is a good bit of truth in that statement because this is a new because they didn't beat the Ravens or the Steelers Steelers. in the first half of the season. That's really what it comes down to. Right, right, all right. And I'll add another. Let's just be fair, Frank. The Browns have never been here in a long time. Okay, the Browns are actually now in the in the position where they're expected to make the playoffs, and that's fair expectations. But we haven't been there. Okay, the last time we've been there is two thousand seven, and we don't even remember that year. It's been that that's thirteen years ago now. So this is a very new turf to a first time head coach. So there's a lot of unknown, and that that stuff I understand. That I get. There is some proof here. You're you know outside the two New York games, and the Giants are playing better anyways. But outside these two New York games, Steelers. Ravens, Titans, these are all tough games. And you've got to tough win at games. least one of them, and that's assuming that you win those those two games in New York. In New York. You have yeah. to win the two games in New, in New York, and you've got to take one of these others, and that'll that'll help solidify everything, um, at least Andy and I believe so. That yeah, 11, I mean, 11, I, wins, 11 wins locks it up for him. I would even go a step further in saying you got to buy a week against the Jets. The Jets are that bad. So you got nine wins. Can you win two out of four against these four games? I say the answer is yes. I really do. Two out of four against these four. Now, do I have a really good vibe of what these games are going to be? Actually, no, I don't. But that's the fun of sports. I think we as Clevelanders got to accept this. This is the fun of it. You're now going to some more unknown territory, and that is good. And there's a lot coming back. But let's lead off. Miles Garrett is back. It sounds like he's been feeling well. Quote, Garrett is one of the top edge rushers we have in the game right now. He's a generation-type talent. His size, speed, and athleticism, definitely a ton of respect for him. That's from Ryan Tannehill, end quote. Checking, you know, Stefanski, quote, checking in with him on Wednesday. He looked really good, and we'll see how he looks today. Being Thursday, sounds like he looked good yesterday, too. Just keeping an open dialogue with him. I, you know, I think, you know, we all got to realize, too, with someone coming back like this, I don't know if it's going to be a light switch, but, Jared, it makes a – we all know. It makes a huge difference that Garrett's back on the field, his presence alone. Well, it, it, his presence alone and – and he's done a lot better against the run this season than he has yeah. in the past. And that is something that you are going to need this coming matchup period, yeah. because you're going up against the top running back rushing yards wise, 1200, almost 1300 yards already for Derrick Henry this season. You've got to be ready for it. And the Browns haven't been, they've been slipping against the run in the past few weeks from the way that things well, have Well, they've been slipping on the run for the last few years. I mean, well, the but Browns, my point is they yeah. came in, they still came in, they still came into that Jacksonville game ranked eighth against the run. Not that, anymore. <laughs> well, but I mean, that's what I mean is I, yeah. I think that they've been dropping. I think they dropped two eight from the game prior to that. Like, that's my point is they're trending down against the run. And that's rather frustrating. This is a week where you really it, look, are they going to contain? He's they're not going to contain. Derrick Henry's going to get his hundred plus yards. Yes, he is. Are the Browns going to get their two hundred plus yards? Probably. And that and that could be the difference. Well, here's I, I, and, I and again and again I think this is another protect the football game. Oh, it's a, look. This is a big time protect the football. Ready game. for this? For all the headlining between Chubb and Henry, and it should be. Those are the big two stars on the offensive side for both teams. Ready? It's now time to six. Can six outplay Tannehill? 
And that's, I think, the difference in this game. Can six outplay Tannehill? Tannehill's had a nice year. I know. He's playing well coming into this game. He's not playing great. He's playing well. But I think this is the game that, actually, if you really look through the periphery, that's the real matchup to me. Henry's going to get his yards. Chubb and Hunt will do their thing. That I think that equates out. I really do. I think you're breaking I don't, even. I don't think it's equal. I don't think it's equal. I think the Browns have the edge. You only got one Derrick Henry. I really don't think it's equal. I think it comes down to it, it, what we're talking about here is what we're saying is the Titans defense is not going to be able to stop them the whole game. The Titans defense has really been a big part of what's been keeping what, what's got them in first. Titans play. don't play well on defense. They don't. They don't. And, and here, look, so let's go to their stats real quick. Just we went through the Brown stats. I put well, their secondary there. doesn't do well. At all. Their secondary is very strong, but they are. Well, 16th I, against I, the run, a 28th so against the pass. Very strong. I was looking at the at the fact. 25th overall well, defense. Well, 25th. I mean, look, here's oh, the thing. It is that bad. It is that bad. No, the, the, the defense for the Titans is not good. Now look. Mm. Now look. Now look. When it comes to games like this. Well, yeah, but the, I mean, the secondary, it helps that Dory Jackson. Well, look, they, they, they have a good, they have good safeties and it's been pumped up all week. But the Titans do not worry me when it comes to certain things. I do think these two teams are equal. Um, I do think these teams are really even. And, I do, and again, I think Mayfield and Tannehill are the difference in this game. I think whoever plays better is probably going to win this game. I really do. Um, and that's saying a lot because we've all been nervous and gone back and forth on what we feel about Baker. But I think this is a good challenge for him. And, you know, for people who do think it's a revenge game or everything else, well, good, because this is a chance to really shine. Because Tannehill and Mayfield are even. Well, I, 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 think think that, I think they're virtually even. I think that uh, I, for some reason, came into this thinking that the Titans defense was better than it is. And uh, looking at things now, I'm realizing they are not as good as I believed. I I think I probably got that because they were able to hold uh, Indianapolis 20-some points. So, um, yeah, they're not going to – the over-under here is, what, 53, 54 points? Yeah. I think the over is the way to go in this game. I think that uh, both teams are probably going to score a lot of points. I, again, you're right when it comes down to Baker and Tannehill, that that's probably going to be it, which again reminds us that protecting the ball is the most important thing. Baker's got his, what, four games without a, without a, an interception? I think a big thing in this game, though, is going to be on short yard situations, seeing the Browns get that extra yard or get the ball in the end zone. <laughs> they have not been consistent with that on this running game. Well, Lord and knows I, I, when they get the first down, apparently they're not look, getting the first down. So no, well, look, I won't go back down memory lane on that. But anyways, I will say again, though, big yards and big spots and tough spots for the Browns is going to be – a big key. And again, I think these two teams are very, are very, it's not, it's, I just think these two teams mirror each other a lot mm-hmm. outside of the fact mm-hmm. that the Titans have proven themselves to win big games and win the playoffs. The Browns have not. And that's a big difference in this game. The Titans have shown their chops. The Titan, the Titans have shown that they can do big things on the road. That's the other thing element here. I guess we should throw in too, Jared. The Browns are going to be on the road. And here's something I talked about with Holly, which I'll bring up to you. I think another key question is if the Browns are up late. I think the Browns are going to win the game. Oh, can the, the can the Browns come back if they're down three or four points? That's a different question. I don't know. I'm interested to see how that plays out. I think they can. I think either one is possible, and I think they can. I think that if they're down, they run the ball. You know, you know what they do. You know what they do. They just hand the ball off for the entire fourth quarter. That's fine mm-hmm. by me. But if you're if you're down, yeah, I can see a I can see a game winner with Baker. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not? 
Why not? He's done it before. He did it in Cincinnati. That's now, what Cincinnati I mean. I don't. Time. I don't necessarily think that the 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 game winning drive is something that's out of reach for Baker. No, we've. Seen I just it. don't. No, no, I don't think it's that. I think it's in these spots, and that's the biggest. That's where the I. I know it's oh, we're all nervous, but I'm more nervous excitement. And Jared hit on something too. In case whatever happens, win or lose, when we know what those roads are, we'll be lighting off fireworks on on Sunday night on Instagram. But if they lose, you got pad because you've won the games you're supposed to win. You've got pad now. You're gonna be going eight and four. It's okay. I don't want to start giving therapy sessions in case of a letdown. But all I'm saying is Jared hit on it and I agree with him. If you lose, you've gotten pad to the point where it's not going to kill you. The Browns winning this game is huge, yes. The Browns losing this game is also not huge. This is not the end-all, be-all game. I think next Monday night is the end-all, be-all game. Even even you mentioning that now makes me nervous. That's the game. That's the game. Monday night football, strap in, buckle up. That's the game. That's the game. Hey, uh, one more small storyline for this one. This is Jack Conklin's return uh, yes. to Tennessee. He played his four years there and then signed that three-year, three, three year 40 plus mil with the Browns and uh, has had the best season of his career, according to Pro Football Focus. So um, that'll be nice for him to go in there and have a solid game. And, There's a uh, really, really nice articles being done on the offensive line. And I think something that I took into this, like they talked about – you know, Wills has had a better year pass blocking than rushing. Obviously, Batonio and Teller have done an excellent job on the run. You just mentioned Conklin seems to do everything. I just – there's something I would mention that I don't think it's brought up enough about the Browns that needs to be brought up. <clears throat> this year's great. Next year, I think, could be even better. Um, this offensive line, I think, is going to get better. I think the fancy is going to get better. I think this team's going to get better. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been able to say that in a long time. I really like the future of the Browns. I really, really do. I like where this is going. Like, I just, there's so much upward positive trend. And we only talk about that with the Indians so much. We should now add the Browns. The Browns have a lot of upward good trends going into 2021. And it's really steady do. as she goes, too. It's not, yeah. it's not big jumps, big leaps, big crazy. Like, it's, this is just trucking along, choo choo up that mountain. And that's what's going on with this Browns team. <laughs> and it's because they are a team, the way that they're playing. They, yep. they, they didn't do that last season. Oh my goodness! You didn't know who was a leader on the team. Oh, we couldn't. Ugh. That was that the was a way the that Stefanski puts the onus on these players to rally around each other, to you know, selecting different uh, team captains each game, yep. uh, and trying to do that to match up against whatever it is that he feels is most important needs wise against whatever team they're playing that week. I mean, there's just small. I mean, like even that's a small thing that makes a difference. Yeah, fans. Look, they're they're on their way, Andy. They're on their way. I I just think that should be said. The the future looks really bright, and these are exciting five weeks. This is gonna be nerve wracking <clears throat> times outside the Jets game. I think the Jets game is a cakewalk. Sorry, I do. I'm cocky. I think it's gonna be cakewalk. Um, but I think those other four are gonna be, even the Giants game. I think it's gonna be nerve wracking. I really do. I think I think all these games are gonna have some nerves, ups and downs. But just remember, this is where you want to be, yeah. and this is where you need to be, and this is where the Browns should be. They have good talent. This is a good team, and they're ready for this. I, I just want to pump this up one more time. Don't be Eeyore-ish about this game. Oh, the mighty tight. Yeah, they're good. They, this is a very good team who waxed us last year in opening week. 
Yes, 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 and yes. But it doesn't mean the Browns can't challenge them and embrace this challenge. I just think there's got to be more belief, Jared, that I'm hearing from some of these local pundits. I, I just don't think it's that bad. It's not that gray. This is a tough game. Derrick Henry's an excellent running back. So is Nick Chubb. So is Hunt. We're ready for this. Man, Tannehill is a good matchup. Let's see how it plays out. Let's roll the dice, as they like to say. Let's play our cards out and see what happens. I do think there's a little bit of this game for me. Like, you know what? We're ready for this. We've been challenged for this all year as the Browns fans and the Browns certainly have to let's embrace this challenge and enjoy it crack that Bud Light pour that whiskey pour that bourbon let's enjoy this this is what we've been waiting for how many fucking times have we done this sad show where it's like all right and the Browns are now drafting 10th looks like we're gonna draft offensive tackle oh that's exciting we're not doing that this is good enjoy this too much of you orish and I think it's great that the Browns are the underdog there is no doubt with this matchup, even though I think these teams are more even, to be fair, the Titans have proved it. So the the Titans are the, and they deserve the crown, the favor going into this game. I think that's an earned title, and the Browns need to prove that. That's fine. So the Browns have, so you got, so the Browns aren't the favorite. No one thinks nationally you're going to win. So isn't this fucking great? So there should be no expectation. I mean, you know I love it. I do too. You know, I, just, I love it. And I think, and again, when you talk about the need in the antacids and the and and the fact that there's going to be some oh, sure. nervous moments in these games, oh, sure. oh, I've sure. talked about it for a couple of weeks now in a row. This is like Jim Trussell ball the way that they're kind of winning these games. I'm glad you brought that up. This is a team Scottish hammer in the Eagle game, punting the ball inside the five led to a safety yeah. Parky making field goals. Does yeah. Dernis Johnson, who we teased earlier this year is actually doing a much better job on kickoff yep. returns. He has had back to back good games. People's Jones, who all made us nervous is doing much better punts in the last two games. Eagles and Jaguars much better. Landry went off last week. It's Daryl Hodge is still there consistently and by making way, plays on the field. Has had a 180 in his career. He stunk at 19. He is so much better in 2020. It's remarkable. Coaching. I know. Coaching. It's just, it's just building. When Harrison, when Harrison's injured, we're not jumping off the bridge. We're feeling okay. Yeah. Next guy up, Thompson. Here we go. Plug and play. Let's go. It just. It, this is the way it should be. This is the way it should be. The Browns went 2-0 and without Miles Garrett. The Browns went 3-1 and without Nick Chubb. Who had that this year? Anybody? Anybody? Again, 2-0 and without Miles Garrett. 3-1 and without Nick Chubb. This team's been tested a lot, folks. A lot more than what people want to give caution to now. And that's not to say that that their that them not that their presence weren't felt, that their yeah. loss of presence wasn't felt, because what the Browns had to do is win – through different means. That's right. The Browns running game took a hit. No doubt about no it. No doubt about it. With Nick Chubb out. No doubt. The Browns about defensive it. line took a hit with no Miles Garrett. You know what though? Olivia Vernon played well. Right. He did a good job. For the I mean, I could not believe it. Even last week, well, he got held like crazy. He played well. Wouldn't it be amazing if Olivia Vernon kept that going against this week with Miles Garrett back? Boy, is Olivia Vernon back next season? Well, the Browns, come on now. They still sit on 50 million a year. Well, get that for another league. show. I got a nice list of free agents. I know. Well, that's next. That That's for a show down the road. But yes. Yeah. But for right now, Olivier's on his team and he's played well in the last two games. I just like, I just think there's been a little bit of this and that from fans being a little too negative. I think it's fair to say that they have to prove themselves. I think that's very fair. And, I, and that is accurate. 
That's why they are underdogs. Cool. They have to prove that. I cool. agree with that, especially on the road. Especially down the road. Now. Eleven. I mean, look, there's eleven games that they've played, Andy. They've played eleven games at this point. This team has gotten better over time. Yeah. They have settled in. They 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 have an identity, and and they make small mistakes that they recognize and that they don't lose their minds over when they do. They don't shit the bed. They adjust. They fix it. Look, I I really yeah. genuinely think that they've got a good chance to surprise a lot of people this week. I do too. You and I are on the same wavelength. Now, here's something that made me pause, but I digested it. Did you see Hodges' comments? I'll I'll read them off to people who didn't see it. Hodges this week on Monday, quote, I think it will help us out a lot. Confidence is major. Once we get rolling, then we will get rolling. I do not look at the Titans as a super team. They can get beat like anybody else, end quote. He said some other things too. And then Um, This guy, not a lot of press as it should. Um, this was the first time though, I kind of, I first I winced and then I was like, oh man, I don't know. But you know what? Part of me goes, you know, this is what made the 95, 96, 97 Indians fun. They had swagger. Okay. The Browns haven't <laughs> had swagger since 88, 89. Well, they tried to have swagger last year and that was all oh, they had. Well, it, was, they, it, was, uh, it was false bravado. Well, that, that, I have false bravado. It was not swagger. No. That was, that was showtime Browns with no showtime. Oh, um, man. <laughs> so i mean it really was it was like we're good we're good we're good no you're not um but this year this is legit and i do like that edge that the team has now i don't want quotes and headlines going out but i thought Safansky handled it well this week saying yep. i'm not the thought police i yep. like that too i like that this team's showing swagger they should you're eight and three now again but a, but I mean, what did he say that week. was so wrong on that? He didn't call the Titans trash. He just said they're not no. a super team. They're like any other team in the league. They can be beat. No. Okay. I'm with cool. You. you know I'm what? You. you know what? You know what? Here, let me add another team to that list. The fucking Steelers. They who lost. Barely, who barely beat the Ravens, who are completely decimated. Yeah. And by the way, lost Bud Dupree. Lost Bud Dupree. So no more J.J. Watt and Dupree. It's only going to be a Watt now. Or, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Watt alone. I, I didn't, I, uh, anyways, but it's only going to be Watt. The pre's gone. Well, so I mean, look, it, there, and that's another anything, story. Is there anything better? Is would there be anything better? Now we got to let's play this game real quick. Would there be anything better than the Browns taking on an undefeated Steelers team in the playoffs and beating them? Would there be anything better than that? Would that not be the greatest fucking thing that could possibly happen? All right, that's all. I'll just, I just, I like playing with that one. That that's one that I that it's been in my head for the past three weeks. The one thing that I will say, and then we'll get to prediction time. The, what is ahead though? The Browns are by far of all these playoff teams, uh, winning percentage wise. The Browns have a tough schedule remaining, the, um, and the Dolphins do too. Um, Colts and Browns are similar, but the Browns by far have toughest. Titans and the Raiders. Raiders have a very, very easy cakewalk, and it starts this week against the Jets. So the Raiders have some easy games coming up. So let's keep that in mind. You got to keep winning, is my point. You got to keep winning. I, I keep saying this, Jared. 11 is a magic number. If you get to 11, you're in. I don't care what kind of schedule, whatever else, you're in at 11. There's no doubt. All these teams going away, it is. It's 11, you're in. 10 and 6, I think it's like anything else. It's returns and waiting for the election type stuff. But I think you're in good shape. You can't be 9. Got to get to 10, 11, you're, you're Lockadini. All right, so we kind of teed it up. I guess I'll lead off here. Um, if you would have asked me a couple weeks ago, do they beat the Titans, I would have said no. Uh, if you would have asked me after the last Saturday and Sunday they beat the Titans, I would have said No. I thought about it a lot this week, and I always go on momentum of what others are thinking at times with these picks. I felt this with the Cowboy game, and I'm going to compare it to that. 
I actually do think the Browns are going to win. I can't believe mm-hmm. I'm saying this. I can't fucking believe I'm saying this. I think cool. the Browns are going to win. Um, I think it's going to be very, very close. I do think the Browns need to be ahead late to win, though. Um, I don't know if they're there yet to win, come back and win. So I think they get the lead some point in the fourth quarter. I think they somehow hold on. Uh, I would not be surprised in this game if Olivier Vernon plays well again. I will. I, I just got a vibe on him. I think something clicked on his brain. I think Olivier Vernon's going to play big again. Not again. I'll repeat. I think Olivier Vernon's going to play big. I think that will be big in this game. I think Mayfield does what he has to do. I think Chubb and Hunt stay consistent. I think the Browns. I think the Browns win twenty-eight to twenty-four. I oh, think the over/under line's perfect. <laughs> Um, I, think I literally was sitting here pondering the fact that I said earlier to take the over, mm-hmm. and I was thinking Browns twenty-eight, twenty-four. Yeah, as right. I think the over/under number is perfect. I think we it's are. a great, great yep. Vegas line. Yep. But I do think the Browns cover. Um, I don't feel confident in that, but I do think they cover, and I like the Browns to win. I do. I just think they are. I well, how are the Browns going to cover if it's six, five and a half, six and a half? And you're calling twenty. Well, no, 24. but they get points. They get points. Oh, what am I talking about? They get what am I talking today. about? Yeah. So I even if they lose by three or four, so even if they lose by three or four, they my head on backwards. Yeah, that's all right. It happens. It's been a long week. But uh, it, I, again, I say this. I really, I would the Titans winning shock me? No. Would the Titans blowing out the Browns shock me? No. But I will warn again. This reminds me of the Steeler game. The blowout's the only thing the Browns can't have happen. If you get blown out, you will have a lot of hand wringing on Monday morning. That's my only warning. Would not get blown out. Everything else, I think, is digestible. A blowout, though, I don't know. I, I don't see a blowout. blowout. I think it's in play, but I don't think it's going to happen. I've learned about this. I don't think it's in play. Uh, they've gotten blown out twice this year, so I've seen it. I don't think it's in play this week. I hope you're right. I, and by the way, I think they're going to win, so of course I don't think it's going to happen. But I think this is very, very close. Again, do, do I bet my house on the Browns winning? Fuck no. <laughs> do, I, do, I, do I like say like all my eggs in one basket? No. But I I like the Browns' chances enough to say 60-40, I think. I really do think they win. I really do. But I know this is a very even matchup, and I know the Titans have been here, so the Browns do have that prove-me status. I think they will. I don't know why. I just think they – I like how this team is developed. I like how this team is going. Yeah. And, again, I, I really – I just like how Livy Vernon's played the last two games. And I don't think that light switch is going to go off. Now the light switch goes off, come back on Monday morning and you're hear me pounce on them or Instagram on Sunday night. I mean, does that, I think that's a key in this game. I really do, Jared. I think Olivier Vernon's key. Olivier Vernon is key. Uh, a strip sack would be nice. Um, a little pick six would be nice. I think the defense is going to have to get involved in this one if they're going to win. Tannehill Mayfield is a big story in this game. It's the underlying story that's not being talked about, and I know in my gut that will be a storyline this game. I know it. Protect the ball, Baker. Protect. Same with the same. Ball. And by the way, same with that. Pressure Tannehill and make him feel nervous. Make that guy feel nervous. He's not a great quarterback. He's Correct. Not. Pressure Correct. him and make him feel nervous. Correct. And again, I think Olivia needs to do that. Um, <laughs> um, I just, I, I just think in that sense too. And one, one last thought. Just remember. Olivier Vernon's been playing better. I think him playing better in this game is again is going to be key. I really, really do in this game. Does, does Miles get a sack? I don't think so. I think it's going to take a week. I think it's going to take a week. I, I, I just I think he's going to get one. We'll see. I mean, it's a total guess. Man, I'm being a complete fucking homer today. That's okay. That's all right. That's I think right. he gets one. I think um, he gets one. What did you think of the Steelers Ravens game? 
Um, I thought that as I was watching the uh, score, as I was driving around and making stops and doing stuff for the house, um, that uh, the score told me everything I needed to know that I didn't even I didn't even bother watching. Uh, I, 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 I thought it, like it was flat. It didn't seem it meant nothing to me for the Steelers. Meaning, I don't think that means to the next game, and it really doesn't. Outside Dupree's injury, I think that's big. Right. I thought that began the beginning of the end, possibly the Ravens this year. Yeah, I, man, they look, I mean, I, I mean, six I, and five, and coming off of uh, the fact that you've got guys that are out with COVID, and yeah, six and five, man, that's a that's a hard hole to dig out of in this season, uh, this year, the way that big. the way. That, the way that things are playing out uh, wildcard wise. Big two weeks for the Ravens. Obviously us on Monday Night Football, but this Cowboy game is big. Huge. Huge. Huge game. That, I think that game is really in play. I don't know. I don't have a vibe for that game at all. The other games to watch is for us Browns fans. You might want to peek over at the late games for the Patriots Chargers a little bit. That game doesn't really sexify me at all. Boy, these are lousy games this week. Uh, Colts play early against the Texans. God, hopefully the Texans stay hot. They've won two in a row. be nice to see them keep winning. Uh, the Raiders play the Jets. Uh, sucks. They're going to win. Um, there's, there's really not a lot of other things out there that really catch my eye this week. We obviously know who the Titans are playing. They're playing us. And, yeah, I mean, that's about it. Really. Uh, I don't know. Is that Washington game a catch game for the Steelers? No, not a chance. I don't think so. <laughs> I just don't think so. I think I think what Tomlin did do the was Bills, smart. Do the Bills win in San Francisco? I think they do. Probably. Yeah. Probably. I think the game watch is Tuesday night. I think that game is in play. I think the Cowboys are going to play desperate in that game. I think that's a hard, hard game for the Ravens to win. That's not roll out of bed, beat the Cowboys. I just don't think it is. I think these are the two weeks for the Ravens. I told that to my son. I believe it. I think if the Ravens lose the Cowboys, it's going to steamroll. But if they really? win. You think they check out against the Browns? Not check out. I think it's the beginning of the end. I'm just seeing things. We've seen teams like this. The Ravens are going to have those kind of seasons. You can just feel it. But if they beat the Cowboys, hey, everything's on. I'm telling you right now, if the, Cow- if the Ravens win, everything's on Monday night. Everything. Monday night. It's oh, Better watch this on Instagram. Monday night on Monday you night. You ready for that, brother? Are you I ready am. for that? Well, it's let's be, win or lose that Monday night game against the Ravens. That's the <sighs> Cowboys is the big game Tuesday night. And it's nice it's on Tuesday night. So we get a nice preview into what we're about ready to play. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to take a breath if they can win this week and next week? Yeah, but it's okay if they don't. I really mean that. It's okay if they don't. Now the Ravens game means a lot to me. They gotta beat the Ravens. Yeah. Got to beat the that games. The Titans game. I'm gonna be disappointed, but I get it. Boy, the Ravens game. Got to fucking knock them out, Jared. Got to uh, knock them out. That's a yeah. different game. I'm with you. I'm with Dif- you. Diff- different game. You can't lose. And to be honest, I mean, I really, I really, I hate to. I mean, the, I really want them to beat the Steelers too. Oh God, of course. And that is a different game. Rivalry, not this one and no bullshit stuff. No, you can't. You can't go into the week no. thinking it's just any. Well, another, no, another I don't want to hear that. This Enough big. of that. No, I don't want to hear that. Against I, I hope that. And I hope that Stefanski only had to learn that one time. Yeah, yeah. And I will warn. I think the Giants game is trickier than what I want to stop. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's. I don't think it's a hard game. But I, don't, I think it's tricky. Tricky. 
Well, holidays. So, so that, that Eagles fan thought that that game was no. Great. That guy was lost. And is he is he around? Did he on social out? media? We had a guy who was hitting uh, us up, talking, giving us all these stats about how the Eagles were. going If they were to play the Browns ten times, the Eagles were. Okay, dude. Well, then they're not going to. So <laughs> take care. Bye. <laughs> All right. I mean, whatever. thanks for coming. And by the way, keep watching. We love your, we want your viewership. Now yeah. look, uh, speaking of viewership, did anybody see what Herb Street said about the mighty team up North Buckeyes as of Fridays, my partner said are playing Michigan state. It's 12, four. I would, this is an hour by hour story. I would really keep checking in. I would not be surprised if this game gets canceled, especially after Ryan days. I would say at best lukewarm press conference quote. It's been a tough week, tough week. It's certainly been a frustrating week, but I'm resting comfortably. End quote. Um, that was not a. Yeah. That was not a yeah. happy. I don't know what that was. That was Look, bad. Ryan Day. I mean, Ryan Day isn't feeling well. Dude. This is. I don't like any of this. You know this. I don't like any of this. This game has a fog to it. It really, really has a fog to it. It's, and it's, well, call it. I mean, it feels icky. Everything. Yeah, everything feels icky right now. Forced. Um, there's, we've, we talked, we talked about this. I think Ohio state's in an impossible spot. I really do. I think they have to play this game from a PR standpoint. That doesn't mean it's the right thing to do from health and safety, but from a PR standpoint, they have to play. They have to play this game. They have put so much on the line this season. Um, I just think it's a difficult spot. And then for people who didn't see it, Kirk Herbstreet, who I worked with at times, a nice man, said some interesting stuff though on Tuesday night during the playoff show quote, I still think. Michigan waves a white flag and doesn't play Ohio State next week. End quote. Basically saying that, you know, they're they're gonna just check out. They are not playing Maryland. Um, they're not playing Maryland this week because of COVID. Look, now, um, I I know there's a lot of uproar with this with some folks. Andy, uh, let me ask you, like, no, no, I mean, no, no, maybe, no. Let me ask right, you. Right? No, 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 no. Reverse, reverse, reverse. <laughs> you, you laugh. You, I, I, let me ask you. What do you think of Herbie? And these I've, I've always, to be completely honest, I haven't, and, and I've, I've talked about this with as much of a Homer as I am. I've, I, I'm not one to, to sit there and not call out shit when I don't like it. Um, this is who Herbie is. Herbie's Herbie's Herbie can be a dick. Let's just say it. He can be a dick. He's done it in the past. He, he calls out trolls on social media in a strange ways sometimes he can be an angry dude. He can say dumb things. He can he can let his I don't know let his ego get ahead of his mouth a, a little bit sometimes, and uh, I think that's one of these situations. He's not the only one though. Too there's so much up in the air. You've got folks talking about uh, talking about Michigan not allowing Ohio State, not not wanting to play them because they don't want to get their cooties. I mean, there, there's there's so much so much. Uh, so this rivalry saying shit because they don't have any information, which this, goes again back to what I said before is keeping shit secret does not do anyone justice from an outsider who's <laughs> non Michigan, not Ohio state. Yeah. That game next week has some juice now. No, whatever. And no. Oh, wait, let me talk. Now. No, it doesn't. No. Yes, it does. It doesn't mean a Michigan's going to win. I don't think we're going to win at close. all. I think they're going to get blown out, but Detroit. this, this rivalry needed a jump start, and it got it. Because that comment, if I am, if and I know Harbaugh from afar, that is Shim Beckler, that is Mr. Michigan, that is Mr. Maize and Blue, that is Bob Ufer honking horn, that is Fielding Yost rising up, car, all those guys, Michigan coming out. 
Okay. And that had to eat him alive when he heard that. From Did him. it eat him alive when Day told him he was going to put a hundred on him? Look before the season Jared, even started just, because he was I, a dumbass on the phone. Jared, it means nothing in 2020. Trash. It doesn't nothing. But I'll say this: that rivalry, which doesn't need much to tweak. Which, by the way, you're talking about next season. Harbaugh might not even be there. All fair. I'm not Trash. saying any of this. I, I, this rivalry, though, this game, which I was admitting of points, I'm like, boy, no buzz, no anything. Well, it's got buzz now. Doesn't mean the game's gonna be competitive, but it's got buzz, really good buzz. And now I'm fascinated to watch what's going to happen. And I already know. It's like, look, if they tee it up, Heisei's going to blow them out. But I want to see it. I actually want to see the game now, Jared. I really want to see this game. Yeah, I'm going to watch it, obviously. Um, Real quickly to the game itself. As I have been around sports forever, I have never seen more of a non-preview for Ohio State and Michigan State. You can't find a preview. It's all about this talk we're talking about. You can't get into X's and O's. It's all about the shit we're talking about. If Ohio State plays Michigan State, I think they win as Michigan State sinks. Okay? That's that. But all that to be said, there is a mystery behind this game. If I were a gambler, I would stay far away from this game. Because I I, I think Ohio State... Who's sick? Who's sick? What's going to happen? I think it's a mystery. Ohio State can win by 30 or by three. It is that kind of game. Like, it is very weird up in the air. I have never seen a game with this much on the line where you can't find a decent preview to what's going to happen on the field. Mm-hmm. Can't find it. Jared, I've never seen this. College fo- Here's one thing I'll say to Herbie. He feels the way I, not what he's saying. I don't agree with anything with what he said. But I agree with his frustration. This has been a very frustrating college football season. I said they should have played in the spring. I still believe that. They didn't. Okay, they're playing. And this this sport, which I think will be just fine in 2021, feels very fractured. Is a very and I love the Irish. I'm into it. This Irish Syracuse game, no buzz, no hype. Well, Clemson Vate. I mean, come on no now. Hype, no hype. None. Notre Dame is gonna absolutely destroy Syracuse. That's a given. They only play basketball now, and that's cool. I guess they don't talk about Jim Brown and Ernie Davis and you know, Mc, you know, McNabb. I guess all those days are dead. Poor Syracuse. They have a good basketball team. Um, they, don't forget Walter Reyes. God rest yeah. his soul. Yes. Uh, but Bama, LSU, yawn. I mean, the only game to me outside of like you know, basic stuff is like I love the BYU game. Love it. BYU playing Coastal Carolina all over it. I'll watch that game start to finish. Yeah. And in Arbor, I'll check uh, A&M and Auburn. I'll check it out. But there's some big games and they don't feel big. They don't have buzz. It, it, the biggest storyline this week is what we just talked about. I think in 2021, back to normal. But boy, this year's fractured. Fractured. And they need to expand this playoff to eight to 16 teams. Oh, man. And it's, and I still, and we still haven't heard anything. Not a peep. Not a peep. Which tells me, any. I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think they're going to do it this season. If they don't do it this season, I don't see them doing it anywhere in the near future either. They can go back to four (laughs) after next year. If they did that, I'd be fine with it. But this year, with everything that's going on, why can't you expand? But because they're afraid. If they go to eight, they're going to have to stay at eight. That's why. Well, that'd be for a different podcast, I guess. All that to be said. I just don't don't see them doing it, Andy. You know why? Because it's the right thing to do, and they don't always do the right thing. Notre Dame, Syracuse, Clemson, Vautech, Bama, LSU, AM, Auburn, Florida, Tennessee. Those are the games to watch outside of we, the Bucks and Spottons. So there you go. All right, we're going to wrap it up with the Indians. The Indians mm-hmm. had a lot of moves, unusually for this late in the year, but they had a lot of moves yesterday. Not unusual, because it's that time of year. So let's get to the – we'll get to Cam Hill last. Let's get to the on-the-field stuff first, which that's, that is on the field in a way. Um, no more Tyler Naquin, no longer Delion DeShields. 
Uh, I'm going to start on the Shields. I really enjoyed him as a person. I, I'm really sad that he's leaving as a person. He's a good dude. Delano Shields means well and does good things for the community and is very well spoken and very, very smart human being. Um, I don't normally say this, but I think it did. I think that timestamp moment in game two with him slipping and sliding around against the Yankees really stuck with probably some people's crawling in the organization. Yeah. Um, and I don't blame him. It was, uh, it was, it was an eyesore. It did not have good optics. Delano Shields is gone. Naquin is gone. Neither of them are tendered. Naquin, Boy, he had some great moments. The Blue Jays game inside the park home run with his fist in the air. Um, he was a well-liked Indian by the fans. Um, I, Jared, I like Naquin too, good dude. Uh, I'm not surprised by either move, and I actually think those are the right moves. Naquin and DeShields not being tendered made sense to me. Yeah. Um, how long are we going to wait on Naquin, right? Meh. No big deal. Um, uh, I've seen and, and we could say that we could say that about a handful of dudes on that I, team. I I I, I I've, seen, I've seen enough of Naquin. I hate saying that. It hurts me to say it, but now the pure business on the field, I've seen enough of Naquin. <clears throat> Time yep. to move on. I'm with you. And uh the shield's the same thing. Uh it's a the bummer, optics but... in game two are just oh, him sliding around the outfield was just bad. Bad, bad, bad. Now to Heffrey Rodriguez, which I which was an eyebrow eyebrow raise for me. Now yeah. Mandy Bell, friend of show, actually wrote out a story about this. Now, Rodriguez was a bit of a surprise considering he's 27 years old and pre-arbitration eligible. But Antonetti, quote, it was a way for us to remove Heffrey from the roster but not limit our options with him moving forward, end quote. Quote, we could resign him back to a major or minor league deal without any restrictions at this point. Our expectation is that he'd be able to come into spring training healthy and ready to compete for a spot, end quote. It sounds like they're expecting to have Heffrey come back and sign something. Um, I was surprised by that. Um, I'm not sure if I necessarily understand that move even after those comments, but obviously we trust Antonetti, so we know he knows what he's doing. But Naquin, DeShields, yes. Heffrey Rodriguez was like, wow, young pitch like that. So hopefully, but it sounds like they're going to get him back. I would give Heffrey another chance. I liked when he was healthy. I really did. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I mean, if they can, yeah, if you can have him back, great. If you can have him back, great. Again, I just I don't worry that much about their pitching staff. I don't worry much about any. I mean, I, I trust the moves that they make. Regarding, I just would like to see Heffrey in the bullpen. I think they could use an arm like that out of the bullpen. That's where I see Heffrey Rodriguez being. I don't know what the Indians' plans are, but I know at one point he was a reliever. And I think I'd put him back in that spot. I think he'd be a good seventh, eighth man guy. I really do. I really like that. Is for. Right, see Heffrey going. You know, you got Class A and Karen Shack. One of those guys are going to be the closer next year. Yeah. And Heffrey is one of those guys. You're going to need some guys coming out in the seventh, eighth, and maybe sixth inning. And I think Heffrey could fill that role. I just do. That's what I would do. Um, and this goes to my other story now. Uh, for This somehow got, I don't know what the proper term is, but it just was not talked about. Well, it, got, Indians, it got buried, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, really did get really buried. Good. Yeah. Indians reliever Cam Hill was in a serious car accident uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And he had to actually have surgery on his pitching hand. Um, really no details yet about how that's going or what his recovery time is. But he, there's a picture on Instagram. If you if you look at Mandy Bell's Twitter account, she has a picture of it. It is stark. It is. I mean, it doesn't look good. Um, hopefully he's doing okay. And I'm, thankfully he's doing okay. I mean, his post was positive. He was glad. Yes. He was grateful that everyone was okay. Um, I think that he took the brunt of it. The car looked like it was uh, wrecked up Not pretty bad good. total. And uh, I'm just glad he's okay. Hopefully the surgery went well. 
And uh, I mean, really, we're not going to be able to make any assessments on what his future is going to be for the Indians regarding how his wrist is going to heal and how this what, what exactly was hurt with this. So let's just hope the, for the sake of hoping that 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 everything works out fine for him and that he's going to be ready to go. I mean, there's really nothing else that we've got. There's no other answers. There's nothing. No idea. Just heal up and let's see if what happens. That's why the Cam Hill and Hefe Rodriguez story to me has a lot more intertwined because yeah. um, I don't know what you can expect from Cam Hill now. Um, by the way, for people who missed it too, Adam Simber before the Cam Hill yeah. accident was trade away for cash considerations. Straight not cash, homie. Straight cash. Straight cash, homie. That's not um, both were not surprising to me. The cash or Simber being traded both. Yeah. Uh, well, um, there's obviously some jokes we can make about the Indians and cash and. <laughs> just need I mean, money. I mean, I'll be honest with you. There's going to be the Indians have that vibe, and they've earned that vibe. They feel like a team that doesn't have a lot of. They're not rubbing dollars or rubbing coins. Would be my would be, would be my example. But anyways, all that to be said, um, a lot of moves being made by the Indians. There's more to come. It sounds like they're going to they're going to resign Whitcorn, which is good. He had a good year. Yep. Uh, Boilermaker. Uh, he's coming back, which is good to hear. Um, and I think there's more of these things to come. And again, I checked nothing on team name, nothing on no, the door. Well, I think that there was just a quick, I think Antonetti or somebody just mentioned briefly uh, or put out some statement as my dog. What are you mad about? My boxer's mad at something. Uh, oh, barking at the mailman. Um, um, I, yeah, yeah. That's understandable. Matilda. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is how we're going to wrap it up. Um, the uh, th- that, that, that they are still working on the name and they don't have it yet. Uh, but there were no other details. And of course, nobody else asked any questions like, what is the process? What's this look like right now? No one's getting into it. And I, I really wish that there was some more, um, I don't know, uh, like some decent reporting here where can we ask some questions about how this is going? Because no yeah, one's the, asking anything. Yeah, the team name is um, just floating Talk about along. It. Just floating along. Real quickly, the Cavs did start up training camp. We'll do a lot more in the Cavs next week. I didn't feel like this week would be good to do that because there's not a lot of stuff to talk about yet. Talk about their ugly city uniforms. What's up? Can we talk about their ugly city uniforms? Um, You're going to laugh. I didn't see them. What do they look like? Oh, dude. So once again, because we have to do it. every Why? Why do we always have to do it? Why do we always have to tie everything to the Rock Hall? Why? Hmm. Everything. Is Cleveland just the Rock Hall now? I don't understand it. So they took letters from different band names, mm-hmm. like different Rock and Roll Hall of Fame bands mm-hmm. and the way that they, you know, the font of those bands and and kind of put them in like, you know, when people cut out newspaper letters mm-hmm. to make a word or, and kind of did it that way to say Cleveland. It just doesn't it doesn't do anything for I mean, I don't get it. Like, stop like 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 Metallica's font and like Blink 182's font or whatever the hell. I don't remember all the bands that they used. But they're all people that are in the rock hall. And I'm just like, can we get off the fucking rock hall? Can we? I missed that. I'll have to check it out. EJ, one of our best fans. Love EJ. Happy Friday to you, EJ. The Cleveland baseball team. I'm actually not opposed <laughs> to that. I'm one of the few people that would not. I, I, that would not bother me. I don't care. No. I would, again, me. I would name this team the Clevelanders. No one likes it. I would name this team the Clevelanders. I think that would be a cool name for them. But uh, all to be said, I will do more. We'll do more in the Cavs next week. I just want to do one thing that's going to drive Jared Watson crazy if I'm going to. I have loved the college basketball early this year. Loved it. 
Um, it's been great. I watched a lot of the Baylor Illinois game. Oh, Big Ten's tough. Big Ten's got some good teams. Michigan State with a good win in Duke. I watched that. Yeah. I watched what I'd call a basketball game. Kansas Kentucky was sloppy. And of course, the Boilermakers got a seven foot four kid named Zach Eady. I'm going to mention him every podcast. He is a monster. Um, Purdue's going to be very, very good. Big Ten's up. College basketball, I've really enjoyed so far. Wow. Really, I, really enjoyed it. I feel like a jerk, but I haven't watched college basketball like I used to for the past five, six, six, seven years. I, I wish I I need to get back into it. No, it's it is it is. Why not? That. Yeah, and TJIF to you too, EJ. It is great. Um, this weekend, if you want a jump starter for Jared Watson for anybody, Baylor two, Gonzaga one plays on Saturday. Big game. So as you watch whatever happens in East Lansing, and you want something to change over to, I'd watch Gonzaga. And Baylor. And Baylor's really, really, really good. Yeah. I've only watched bits and parts of Gonzaga, but I watched Baylor. Baylor's legit. That's a legit two. They their defense along with their size, they're gonna be tough. Tough. Anyways, I've really enjoyed the college basketball early this year. Really, really enjoyed it. It's been refreshing. I missed it. We are brought to you by Waiting for Next Year. Check them out. Original Cleveland Sports Reporting at waitingfornextyear.com. Also coming soon to Evergreen Podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Cleveland and Beyond, or on Twitter at CLE and Beyond. You can shoot us an email, Andy and Jared at gmail.com. That's J A R I D. And also on Instagram at Official Cleveland Sports, where Andy and I do post game wrap ups after every Browns game in the evenings at eight o'clock. Uh, and uh, Holly jumps on as well. So um, yes. tune in for that stuff and uh, guess that's about it. I think I was looking for something else. I don't know. Nothing. Go Browns. Go Again, ahead, don't, don't feel so nervous about this game when it comes to can the Browns compete. Yeah. It, embrace this. This is fun. You want these games. This is not going to be easy. There's going to be some moments. Enjoy the experience. But don't get too Eeyore-ish on a Friday about this game. I, way too Eeyore should be my one Well, oh, they caution. were like this last week. People have been like this, shitting on wins. For just I know, Eeyore, 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 Protect the ball. Please protect the ball. He's Andy Billman. I'm Jared Watson. Talk again soon. Eight and three. Eight and three. Holy shit. Six and a half point underdogs? Come on now. Come on I'm, now. I'm getting my Daniel Johnson outfield jersey ready. I'm getting it ready. Pressing it out now. He's going to play he's... next year, right? He has to play. Daniel right. Johnson has to play, right? Can he hit the curveball? We'll talk to Mandy. Just bunt. You know me and Bunting. I love a good bunt. Talk again soon, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Cleveland and Beyond with Andy and Jared is a part of Evergreen Podcast. You can follow them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cleveland and Beyond, on Twitter at CLE and Beyond, or shoot them an email at andyandjared at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit the website, clevelandandbeyond.net.
Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning, or have never even heard of paddle, or padel, as it's called in North America, this is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the Pro Tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Vamos!